And just like that, we are back with the Mind the Growth podcast. Was is that a little clunky? Was that weird? Uh, Chris is the one that normally introduces us, and he's not here, as you can tell. So I'm flying solo. Chris is being uh, productive today, and I've just been, you know, bored and scrolling through social media apps, which reminded me of something. Uh, it it reminded me that. Lately, I feel like we've been in codependent relationships with our phones, our computers, etc. And some of the lead characters in those relationships are the classics Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc., which are dopamine-producing machines. And they're giving our brains rewards after reward when we scroll through their interface and continue in their apps which they've figured out that algorithm, just like slot machines had in the past. And they're very good at keeping us in their ecosystem. So why do we have those urges? I think it's partly because as a, as a society, we're probably lonelier than ever, even though we're more connected than ever, quote unquote. Uh, and we, we rely on these things that I learned recently are called parasocial relationships. Do you notice yourself playing a podcast while doing laundry or maybe scrolling through Instagram while you're eating, regardless of whether you're alone or with other people? These are some of the unhealthy habits that I've noticed in myself and some of the people around me. And so are we, are we doomed to this fate? Is there any way out? Uh, what the hell is a parasocial relationship? Well, a parasocial relationship is a one-sided relationship. So going back to the example of listening to a podcast while doing laundry or something like that, you almost feel like you're in the room with the the hosts of the podcast. You feel like you're part of that in-group. And on the other end, those people don't know you. Just like if you listen to our podcast and I don't know you, then you may feel like you know me, but I have no clue you know, who you are. And so that creates an interesting dynamic where there's one side that feels like they're part of some social activity and the other side is just producing content. So I think that it's become a a bit of an unhealthy habit and I've certainly noticed it in myself. So what I decided to do a couple months ago is to try a dopamine detox, which what does that mean? Well, it means exactly what it sounds like taking a break from dopamine producing things for a defined period of time. I chose seven days. And so what I did was uh, a couple months ago, I had that seven day period where I cut off all social media, all news apps, coffee, refined sugar, TV, sex, et cetera, anything that I could think of that (laughs) produces dopamine at high levels. And uh, comment below, by the way, on what you think the hardest one for me to cut out was, and uh, we'll see if, if you guessed right. If you guessed social media, you were absolutely incorrect. It was actually coffee by a long shot. For those of you who have cut out coffee, who have been drinking it regularly, it's pretty brutal having coffee withdrawals or caffeine withdrawals. So the first three days for me were, were pretty rough. I had uh, splitting headaches. I was lethargic, irritable. 
frustrated with my overall decision-making to do the detox in the first place. And, uh, after that though, it was, it was actually kind of strange. It was like a, a switch flipped and I just felt a lot more energy. I felt lighter overall, you know, cognitively, almost like I was high in a sense. So that was pretty cool. Um, but everything else for the most part seemed like a cakewalk in my view. Um, you know, I had the classic phantom fingers when you are opening your app and trying to select an app. I took off all the social media apps and news apps on my phone. So I would go open my phone where those apps were, try to click something that wasn't there and realize what I was doing and decided that I wasn't supposed to be doing that. So I had that a few times, especially going on my computer. Uh, same deal with the uh, favorites on my web browser. I removed those as well. So I'd be clicking at blank things <laughs> periodically throughout the day. Uh, but that, I mean, that persisted for a while, but I felt like that removal was pretty easy overall. Uh, I never felt like a deep compulsion to go on those applications or websites and take myself out of the detox altogether. I, I wasn't sure if I would, but I, I never wound up feeling that. So at the end of the week, I learned a few things that I wanted to share with you all. First, I learned that I have a few triggers that cause me to engage in these things in the first place. First and foremost, I think a lot of people would agree that boredom is a, uh, you know, maybe the number one trigger. We find ourselves bored throughout periods of the day and we want to fill that boredom with something exciting or funny or or uh sexy whatever whatever vice you have and you know social media does that pretty easily so that was one trigger that i noticed in myself secondly which you know can be a positive or a negative depending on how you look at it is just general curiosity i i view myself as a perpetually curious person and that can be a good thing because I like learning new things and I like learning how to do things, which is why I upgraded to YouTube premium and shout out to YouTube for not sponsoring this podcast, but you'd be welcome to send us some money or maybe a free membership and we'd, we'd happily support the platform. But, uh, the, the more, the, in all serious, the most important lesson that I learned for me I have a, a one-year-old daughter and there's periods where I'm playing with her or watching her play on her own and I would just pull out my phone, go on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it may be. And that, you know, realizing what I was doing didn't feel great, even though for those parents out there who understand the boredom of watching their child read the same book for the 10,000th time, those are still memories that you don't get back. And I've realized that it's really important to cherish those moments as best as I can. So that, that was probably the most important thing. On top of that, I also noticed for those of you in relationships that my wife and I, when going to bed, we'd spend 20, 30, 40 minutes on our phones before actually going to bed every night before bed. And that also doesn't feel good after a while. So I traded that out with reading and that was actually a, a positive thing. I felt like I slept better. I fell asleep quicker and that sort of brain fog kind of, kind of went away. So when I came out of that detox, 
I I did actually a pretty good job, a decent job overall, keeping some of those behaviors. I kept the apps off my phone for a few more weeks after that. I I wound up reinstalling them. And keep in mind, this was almost three months ago when I've when I did the detox. So I have fallen into some of those old habits again. And based on that, I think I'm planning to do more of like a three day uh, detox every quarter or so, because I think that'll really help me personally try to reset those behaviors and just kind of get myself back in the moment of things. So I think that'll be a good option for me. Comment below on what you think you would do, or if you'd do it at all, or if you think it's a silly fad or whatever you think. Tell us what you think in the comments below. Don't forget to like and subscribe this video. We have a lot of new content coming out in the next few months, a lot of interesting guests coming up, and you won't want to miss out. So thanks again for listening, and have a great day.